All right, so everyone's right, recording? So, I'm recording. Yeah. How do, how, how do we get started with this? Um, how do you want us to start? Introductions? What's going on? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm scared. This is my first time doing this. <laughs> the first ones are always going to be rougher than the last ones, so we'll, we'll get through this. <laughs> start uh, with... Um, um, hello. Yes, hello. <laughs> so, yeah. We are new podcast channel named three view that is the name we're going with right now kevin's suggestion yeah. uh we got myself ryan we got Dwayne, and then we got kevin down there in the corner and we got our little little bot there craig ignore craig craig <laughs> don't ignore craig, craig is little, craig is temporary bear. don't worry about craig he's a little he's a little bear good bear yes bella i am in the middle of something hello so the premise of the show is that we watch essentially the first three episodes of. We're gonna start with anime for now, but we might move on to like Cartoon Network cartoons, Nickelodeon cartoons, shows. You know, we might even move to movies at one point. Although then three of you kind of changes in name, but we'll figure that out. We'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Um, so yeah, we basically watched the first three episodes. The very first episode that, or very first show that we decided to go with on Kevin's suggestion because I am terrible at picking. Is uh, G Gundam, or in you know Japanese titles, Mobile Suit G Gundam. So I got my little my little notes here. Um, so first and foremost, G Gundam aired in April twenty second, uh, nineteen ninety four, and had a run date until March thirty first of nineteen ninety five. Um, so just under a year, essentially. I think it had. Yeah, how many like... episodes did it have? Like. 50 episodes, I think 40, it was. I think it was like 49 episodes. Oh, it might have been 49. I remember episodes. it was a weird number like that, yeah. Yeah, Kevin, you, you recently went through it. How many episodes did it have, do you remember? Uh, I got the DVD right here in front of me. Its episodes are uh, up to 49. Okay. okay. Yeah, so 49 episodes. Um, the director, Yasuhiro Imagawa, um, what, this was his first Gundam uh, that he directed. Um, also, fun fact: uh, his birthday is the same birthday as mine, July twenty fourth. Oh um, yeah. Oh shit. And producer Masahika uh, Minami. I'm I was, I'm sorry if I'm butchering these names. Um, he is actually, I think it says he's he's the co-founder or even the president of Bones since nineteen ninety eight. But the TV um, show Bones or. No, no, the, yeah, the company. Bones is in... Oh, okay, oh, okay. no shit. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, so, what's funny about G Gundam is that in America, it actually didn't air until August 5th of 2002, and ended in October 16th of 2002. Um, because that was when Toonami was doing their, you know... Oh, the two episodes at a time? Uh, actually, no, it wasn't two episodes at a time, but yeah, it was it was one episode Monday through Friday for the next basically two and a half months, and so that's why it had such a short airtime hmm. in the States. It was basically one episode per day, whereas the, Japan had the standard one episode per week. I missed um, that one per day bit, but only when they would rerun it. <laughs> um... G Gundam was 
uh, an anime that was made for the 15th anniversary of Gundam. Because the original, you know, Mobile Suit Gundam came out in 1978. Was it 78? Okay. 15... 1978, 1979. I forget the... But yeah, it was, it was the 15th anniversary. And it was an attempt to um, reboot the waning popularity of Gundam because it just... It had a very, like, slow decline. I guess mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't like Victory Gundam at the time. Um, that was, okay. I think, the newest one. Um, and it's also the first one to be set in an alternate universe that wasn't the, um, the Universal Angle. Century. It was an alternate universe called Future Century. Huh. Um, it spawned a three, volu- three volumes of manga, three volumes of light novels, and six manga spinoffs. Um, following various characters and stories. Uh, there was actually, fun fact, there was actually slight controversy with the production staff because of how different it was from Gundam. Um, it was so... How would I word it? It, it was essentially, compared to the original Gundam's storyline and the following ones, it was lighthearted. Um, which... It's really weird to that, say after watching those first three episodes. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, no I have words on that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So I remembered because um, I have not watched through all of G Gundam. I've seen episodes and clips here and there. Our buddy and I, um, Jake, we would recite the burning finger thing all the time in elementary school. <laughs> and such when, a good line. When um, I was looking to get back into Gundam. About a year or so, I started going through it. I stopped about episode 24, but I was hearing a lot of that, of the whole, um, of the whole, oh yeah, it's too lighthearted, so everyone stopped liking it. They want the whole war and the political stuff. And I'm like, are you, are you watching the same show? Because <laughs> it's in there. When, when, we, get to yeah, my, when we get to my turn, I'll, I'll talk more about that. But yeah, it's in there. Yeah. Um... It had slightly mixed, but mostly positive reviews in the U.S. and, you know, in Japan. Um, some liked the campiness that it had. Mm-hmm. Um, others disliked the tone shift and the repetitiveness of, you know, the... Let's go with the Monster of the Week kind of mentality. Yeah. You know, it was, it was a new fight every week. Um, yeah. People were kind of like, eh, you know, it's kind of here and there. Um, That's insane to me. <laughs> so the basic plot of it is our main character Domo Kashu fights for Neo Japan, which is a colony that took off from Japan to space because each each what uh, nation had a colony go up into space, leaving Earth to be desolate. Essentially, sixty mm-hmm. years prior to the story, um, we follow the thirteenth Gundam fight where he has to find. Um, Essentially, this young man who people spoil trying to be spoiler free, but all three of us know, um, mm-hmm. we assume is his brother. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard to say spoiler free when this anime has been thirty years old. Like <laughs> you know, no, I get it's it. True, it's but it's at like the same time for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. I I try I. <sighs> I know, I know. There are so many good twists, but also at the same time, if you know tropes already, you're going to be in for a wild ride of how exactly they use it, them. Mm-hmm. It's just like the interview with uh, the main actor for The Hobbit when he, 
he said something that happened in one of the Hobbit movies that didn't come out. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, but you know, the book's been out for like 70 years. I'm like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, fun fact, uh, Domo and Cashew also shares my birthday. Oh, yeah. Are you for real? (laughs) Yeah. July 24th. no, no, the character. Oh, still though, that's I'm hella jealous of you right now. You got it made. Um. So another, fuck? some other little fun facts. Um, the final, the final fight in the anime uh, mm-hmm. included a bunch of returning and new Gundam. You can find, um, you know, the the main Gundam. You can find Zeta Gundam, Double Zeta, if you look hard enough. Um. Also, a very fun cameo that's really weird to think about when you watch it in the U.S. release. Um, Gundam Wing was in the final fight. And the reason that's interesting is because Gundam Wing came out a year or two after G Gundam. But in the U.S., we got got Gundam Wing first. Hmm. Oh. So, like, you know, it was basically, that was Wing Gundam's first appearance on screen before his actual show debut. Mm-hmm. They, um, they do like to oh, do those ahead. promo things. Tease oh, the next they absolutely thing. do. Tease the next thing in. Um, some of the sillier, we'll, we'll, we'll use that word, some of the sillier designs for the Gundams are rumored to be the director's spite towards Bandai's merch-driven policies, making it extremely hard for them to make models after them. Mm -hmm. Because he absolutely hated the idea of being a company set on trying to sell uh, Gunpla models. I don't think they were called Gunpla at the time. They weren't at the time, but I know what you're talking about. Very similar to uh, the American market where everything was toy driven. If you couldn't make a toy out of it, it was very hard to pitch it to anybody. That's what happened. That's why Young Justice died is because they weren't selling toys and the show was appealing to girls. But that's a whole other issue for another (laughs) another time. Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers is a whole other issue (laughs) on another time. We'll get there. The the, the script that I don't have. Keep ad living. So, focus on the fun- G Gundams. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. Bro. Um, so fun. Some other fun little things. Um, I was trying to find out if there was any like first time voice actors mm-hmm. in the show, and unless they were small time characters, a lot of them were already established. Mm-hmm. Um, Tomoka the Japanese voice actor for Domon, um, mm-hmm. is the same voice actor, uh, Dwayne, as Rob Lucci. Huh. Huh. Exactly what exactly my thoughts. Also, he's the same voice actor for Selkie from My Hero Academia, the SEAL hero. The one that Froppy teamed up with in the um the anime original episode. Yeah, that's that is oh, shit. fucking weird. And that, then that is a weird pull. He had a lot of roles, but these are the ones that stuck out to me. He was also Panda from Jujutsu Kaisen. They like making him animals, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then for uh, 
Mark Gotha, Gotha? I feel like I'm saying his name wrong. Um, he retired actually from voice acting. Um, do, do you know what he became? Ago? Oh, I'm gonna actually. I was gonna get to you, Kevin, um, because you're gonna love this. So first off, um, oh, before we before that, uh, I have my notes all jumbled. Um, Tomokazu also does a lot of tokatsu stuff. You know, the Metal Hero or like you know, okay, Common uh, Rider. Power Ranger equivalent, Beetleborg equivalent. Um, I just learned I, about that term Tokatsu today. Oh yeah. Wait, didn't you didn't you share something not too long ago saying that he actually might be in charge of that now? I forget. I think if uh, if it's the same name, I think so. Someone just got promoted to be the head of the new projects. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Their first big one that they're being appointed to is the new Sentai, which is what the the, the Beetle Sentais, are they bugs, mm-hmm. insects, whatever they are. Insects. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, I, honestly, um, he did a lot of, like, villains and uh, hero characters for the Tokatsu series. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. I was just going to say, he's been there for a while. Oh, yeah. Um, I couldn't find any two standout roles aside from Domon that either of you guys would have noticed, except for you, Kevin. Um, he was X in Mega Man X. Yeah! Huh. My boy voices uh, Mega Man X in uh, the Irregular Maverick Hunter PlayStation Portable mm-hmm. re-release. And he later on goes on to voice him again in Mega Man X Command Mission and I believe Mega Man X 8. I don't think okay. I've heard any of those those Japanese voice acting. <laughs> I need to do that. Well, no, that's, um, our, that's the English voice acting. No, no, no. That's oh, the, the English, English voice acting? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna, so, it's so I need to cool. I need to beat command mission. Ugh. So those were those were that was the uh that was the show build up and um essentially just fun little notes of before. So Kevin, you picked the show. How about you start on your breakdown of the episodes, how you how how you felt, like character breakdown and story and whatnot. Okay, absolutely. Just a little background on me for the show. Uh I grew up watching it at like my tweens, I just suddenly stumbled upon it one one night on Toonami, uh, when it was being hosted on Cartoon Network. And um, since then, I was like, "Whoa! Like this this was so different compared to what I knew about Gundam and what my friends explained to me about it." So, the more I got into like that series, I was like, "I really gotta, I really gotta find time for this." And I didn't do that until high school when I was like bored out of my gourd one night and i remember g gundam and i'm like did i ever finish watching that show so i just found it somewhere for free on youtube and just plowed through the entire fucking show and it is it is such a treat it is such a good show it is so much fun um but starting from the very beginning uh with episode one where it's it immediately just goes right into the action we don't stop we don't stop until until the episode is over right from the get-go we already begin on our journey uh, through the 13th Gundam match and uh, it's it's immediately just showing off like great visuals of the earth just getting bombarded by what what we assume to be our meteorites or some sort of you know weird space thing comes to find out it's all man made and it's just all dedicated for, for this one thing which is the fight um where where to begin with this? Um, <laughs> well, it, it, it doesn't. They don't tell you until episode two, but 
the uh, the opening of of that whole thing, and unless you pay attention to the background, uh, takes takes place in what is considered old Italy. So like I say old because you know neo uh, neo Italy is up there in the sky doing its thing, sending down its fighter. Um, but yeah, it takes place in uh, in Italy, and you don't really notice and up until they start actually fighting. There there's a giant coliseum in the area, and it's like oh, so we're in Italy. They confirm that later in episode two. Um, you you get the intro with uh, with just everybody doing their their thug dizzle out there, it's roaming the streets, being hoodlums and whatnot, people stealing things off of people, and uh, then when we get to the bar scene, we finally introduce, or at least we get to see this peculiar man who's just all dressed up and probably the most badass look I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> um, I have comments on that look later. Just that question. All we get, all we get from him is that one question: "Have you seen this man?" And uh, he's just holding up that photo. And no matter where he goes, all he's all he's thinking about is that one fucking question. Uh, episode one, in terms of like its storytelling and its breakdown, is so good because of just how much uh, they really just dump onto you with pure exposition through people who have been involved in this world. Uh, you really get the feeling that you're just kind of there in the action amongst the other survivors who are just trying to deal with what's going on. Uh, Domon as a character, we, we don't get too much out of him. He's he's already... Everything that you want to know about him is not there yet, but he's dark, he's brooding, he's mysterious. He's uh, he's very matter-of-fact in, in his style and, 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 uh, and way of thinking. If you didn't know any better, you'd think he was like some badass detective, but then when they show off that he's actually one of the fighters, it's like, oh, shit, this guy's... More than just some some fucking straight up normal badass. He's like a super badass. In fact, one of the one of the goons of uh of the pilot for Nero's Gundam, it's my favorite bit. He somehow sees from like a f- super far distance that Domon has a tattoo of the crest of, of uh the King of Hearts uh crest on his on his hand, and the minute he sees that, he just info dumps oh, about exactly who he is, it. what he does, he what he's doing, it. and I'm like, dude. This guy just went through a fucking. This guy just went through a mid, a, a pure like final destination moment. The moment he saw that thing, he was like, "Oh no, it's this guy, and he's gonna do this to us. We can't win." Oh man, episode one is just super, super, super fun. It is, and it's and a that great whole, start. It's a great start to the entire series. That whole bit with the with the with the tattoo was a little nuts because everyone's looking at him doing a whole bunch of nonsense anime stuff and he's like oh dude <laughs> this he, this guy's so cool dude he, he's gonna take us all out man <laughs> yeah you know it's it's crazy because like I, re- I honestly when i rewatched these first three episodes i did not remember a damn thing i'm not even gonna like <laughs> that's I, fair i watched the show i watched the show when it first aired Back in back on Toonami, and I'm I was like, man, it's so cool. I remember nothing. <laughs> um, I remember I, when I watched the episodes, I was like, man, Domo is so damn edgy, especially with that cape. But he's so good with the cape. Oh hell yeah! Really cape. The, the baddest so cape on the, the planet. <laughs> um. Fun fact about Nero's Gundam, he's, it's actually a reference to the Roman Emperor Nero, who set fire to Rome, hmm. which, you know, is where the Colosseum now is um, in Italy, right? It's mm-hmm. part of Italy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he set fire pretty, to pretty that Pretty fitting Colosseum. that 
pretty fitting that it actually happens almost again during the fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there, I think that's the cool thing is, you know, it's just a fun little thing where they make the references um, throughout the show. Um, okay, but what the hell is with the dude firing beams with his feet? Like, okay, what? why do we got Guile in this anime? Why... <laughs> Yeah. So I okay. So going through these episodes again, I assumed that every single one of them had some weird fucking power, and that you, we were just supposed to figure it out when <laughs> the character figures it out. But as we'll get to it when we get to episode two, he was the only one that did that. He was yeah, the only then, one that yeah, had he... some weird fucking power. But then Domo's over here catching bullets with a single hand, you know. Yeah, but they say that's his martial arts, which I find is bullshit, but they say it's martial arts. It's like, not even inherent power. Like, No, 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 guys, you're missing the point. They're super people. These are just, these are all supermen from distant uh, Neo neo planets who come down here to fight the odds. Super soldiers got it. This is the Gundam Olympics, goddammit. But can we, can we talk about how useful that bubble shield that Rain had was? All right, oh, so, God, no. Uh, Fuck that. Can we talk about Rain? Because she is my girl. Rain's amazing. <laughs> she needs to be I, a Actually, more she's shot. not a baddie, but she, 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 definitely, she definitely a ride or die. That's what oh, she yeah, is. Oh, yeah, she is. Oh, yeah, she um, is. Oh, the, the quintessential ride or die is my girl Rain. <laughs> <laughs> she's in the, dic- she's um, in the dictionary. There's a photo of here under the, word, under the term ride or die. <laughs> I love, I love the fact that you know, when Domon gets his suit. And I'm, I'm going to bring this up in episode, when we get to episode two. But I'm going to, I love the fact that, you know, when we first see uh, Domon do the pilot, which, by the way, how they pilot the Gundams is the coolest way to do it. I, you know, I get the mech that uh, you yeah. get handled, but having, having it follow your movements is, I think, the coolest way to pilot. And going on a small tangent, just like how I think, uh, the spirit evolution in Digimon Frontiers is probably one of the coolest evolutions, where you are the Digimon, you know? I think how they pilot the Gundams in in G Gundam is, like, super cool. And, yeah, the, and honest, the mobile trace oh, system. Go, go ahead. No, 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 sorry. I just wanted yeah. to throw that out there. That's the name of it, the mobile trace <laughs> yeah. system. Please that is such I think a cool was gonna, fucking name. Hell yeah. I think Dwayne was going to say something, though. I was just going to chime in. We'll get, to, we'll get to, the, to the spirit evolution stuff, too. But, yeah, no, that's... Yeah, being able to control um, your power in in that sense, oh, whatever it is, is is usually really cool. And, um, and fun, I know it's. it's I, I don't. I have no. Out. Oh, sorry. Sorry, no. It's. I know it's considered a cop out. Uh, but every for those first three episodes, every time Domon gets in the in the in the in G Gundam, I'm sorry, in Shining Gundam, and is like doing his thing, uh, we get to see shot for shot the exact same animation reused, and it mm-hmm. never gets old it never always hits it's, it's such a it's such a 90s thing though to do that little introduction whenever that he does it though it's his henshin <laughs> moment same, you gotta have it it's like it, it's it's cool i'm not gonna deny it. it's just really funny <laughs> like looking back on it oh, um yeah. also kevin i have no i have no guarantee on this but i think the way he pilots the gundam was an influence on a later anime um gun sword where how the main character pilots it okay because it's kind of it's almost similar. Oh, um, really? Like he has this weird, yeah, he has this weird thing where he stabs his sword into the thing, but it's not. He doesn't sit in like a normal cockpit. I have no guarantee if that's if that's a re- uh, direct influence, but you know, uh, Gun Sword 
there's so many different mecha designs, you never know. I mean, mm-hmm. they have a Power Ranger mecha. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, but just those, a straight up love letter from what you told me of like it's so just good. that genre. It's so good. Um, <laughs> but those latex suits suck. Like and I, the reason I say this, right? And I don't get don't get mad, Kevin. But it's because it's not the way it's not going the way you think it's going. Go on. It sucks because. Domo looks like he's in pain when that's getting on, put on him. <laughs> he does not look comfortable. <laughs> Isn't it like attaching it's, to his nervous system or some shit? It's like it, it, when, it, it's, when it's coming so... down, it, it spins and it's just, it's in you just, you like, like he rips off. The, like, oh, and now, oh, God, it looked like it hurt. <laughs> well, okay. But then they get a really so... good shot of his ass. Every oh time. God, yeah, Domon's sexy ass. That's what I was gonna mention. <laughs> you gotta get I that in that. there. I love that. I love that shot. That gotta get that in there. There are women watching this anime. I'm telling you. <laughs> but like for real though, like bring down the mic. Like every time they showcase the mobile tray system being used, it's it does not look like uh, a, a, an easy process. It's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a gravity room being thrusted upon you immediately, just skin deep. Like, that shit looks like it's going to suck as it gets on. Um, it's funny that you bring that up. I know we can we can only focus on the first three episodes, um, but I have seen, I, I have seen later stuff. But, like, later on in the show, we get to watch somebody else put on the, the mobile trace system. And because they're not at the same superhuman strength level of, like, the actual, um, like, fighters... You actually mm-hmm. see just how much more difficult it would be for a regular person to put that to put that thing on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not um, only just like a form factor deal because of the way how the how the mechs are specified. Depending on the fighter, mm-hmm. it would it would it would screw with your body physically. So um, another thing that I, since I since I watched a Japanese dub, I didn't get the chance to watch the English dub. Um, one thing that was just really funny, some sm- small thing, was during the fight, the, um, the Italian dude, at one point, he screams, uh, he goes, Chesto! Because Chesto is, um, a Japanese, it's almost, it's almost similar to Bonsai, but, um, it was used a lot, what, I forget the meaning of it, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a battle cry, basically, that the Japanese would do, and uh, I'm trying to remember the exact uh, translation, but uh, yeah, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it was it was a it was a battle cry that um, a lot of like loud loud warriors would scream, and it was just really funny to hear him say, especially since he's supposed to be you know Italian. <laughs> because in the second episode, we got we got homeboy speaking the brokest of English I've ever heard. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, one thing I got to talk about, right? Is so the one thing that you forgot to cover, Kevin, is that a lot of the people on Earth actually hate the Gundam fight. That's right, they do they in do. Italy specifically. Um, the you know the cops were even trying to like arrest and essentially like wipe out the the fighters. My question is, what was homeboy thinking trying to f- shoot a rifle at a Gundam? I always I always took that scene as him trying to hit the pilot, and he just but fucked he was, up. He was already in the Gundam 
at that point. He when he jumped out into the road and is like, oh, I'm gonna take him out. Like you know, Shining Gundam had to block the hit. Yeah. I did like, notice that while he was come on, uh, guy, you gotta, you gotta, be, you gotta be smarter than that. <laughs> no, I did notice that while he was talking to the little girl and like emptying the magazine out to put in another round, it looked like he he possibly mm-hmm. was gonna use like a like a maybe a heavier like a heavier bullet or something like some sort of magic mm. bullet that was gonna probably like a, oh yeah like a special piercing round yeah yeah so it's, that probably could have been his plan gundanium though <laughs> gundanium um. is that actually what they're made of. <laughs> it, it's it's that might not be the right name, but yeah, the the material is like gundanium or gundanium or something like that. Look it up. I swear, I I promise you. No, I, I believe, believe you. That's just really baller. <laughs> That's the most unobtainium shit the... I've ever heard in a while. <laughs> Sticking with the the first episode before we move on, um, uh, what you said, Kev, how the action doesn't stop and you see all the um all of the people like kind of running and cowering and all the fighting and stuff i actually mm-hmm. thought there was a weird tonal dissonance between the intro the first episode and then the second episode oh total shit and so total shit first episode comes on you get one of the banginest i know that's not a word but one of the banginest <laughs> it's gonna be, a, opening it's gonna songs. be a, a name a word now and it, it is a strong song it shows you a lot of visuals maybe too many visuals but it shows you what you're in for you're in for a gundam show it's so 80s it's and hilarious then, and then the show opens up on this dystopian ass wasteland talking about how the most people fled and there is a contest going on on the surface of the earth um, in order to rule over space, and like like you said, they a lot of them will explain it, and a lot of them will talk about it. There's expedition dumps, but if you're not paying too close attention to that, you'll miss it, and that's probably why they um, recap it in the second episode mm-hmm. the way that they do. But you see Italy in ruins. You see the, the one of the early scenes is literally like four kids rummaging through a wall that they just fucking stole. You see everyone talking about how much they hate the Gundam battles, and when you first see a Gundam, you don't even see it in uh, in in totality. It's shadowed and shaded in a way to like it's some kind of unknown creature, a, a, a fear icon basically. Mm-hmm. And then they start fighting, and it turns into a Gundam show. <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's where it picks it's up. Like, like, yeah, we're on Gundam now, you know. Like, it's. But it's even com- then, you... they, they they still keep a lot of the <laughs> stuff in the background, and I'll I'll bring that up when we get to the second episode because the second episode is a great contrast to it. But it's just oh, yeah. weird, weird how they're like, oh yeah, this is the worst thing that's happened. Humanity's gone to shit. Oh, all of us left here on Earth. They're like, oh man, they think we're trash or something. Well, we gotta rise up, and then it just it's just. Gundam, watch the robots fight. Well, yeah, so let, let's, let's going, shifting into episode two, it's really, like you were saying, Dwayne, it's really hilarious how, you know, Italy is all desolate and, like, you know, poverty-stricken and people, you know, people just hate the Gundam fights. But then in comes America. Hell and yeah. everyone's cheering and, like it's the fucking heavyweight match of the Oh, man, it's a fucking, it's a 4th of July parade going on. 
Everyone's excited. It's it's basically New York, but a couple of the buildings are gone. But everyone is excited and happy. And, oh, man, I knew that Tyke when he was nothing but a little runt. It's like, come on. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> I mean, to be are fair. We, are we in the same show? Like... They mentioned in dialogue. They're like, oh, man, we haven't seen the city this uh, this lol epic since, since its heyday. It's like, damn, everyone like pulled out all the bells and whistles because – they're about to be assaulted in, in, in a, in a micro-genocide during a Gundam match. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. And, it, um, like, and it's a they great had a lot contrast. Oh, it's super good. It's so insane. It, yeah, because you see Italy, and they hate everything, and then you see America, and they're trying to find a hope in this, in this situation. And it's a great contrast. It's just weird how the tone shifts so quickly. It's, it's really neat, though, because, and I'm sure Kevin's going to agree with this to a point, is that the American Gundam fighter is such the American dream character. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he, came, from, he came from nothing, basically, and rose to prov, provident, Providence? Providence is yeah. the right word. But, you know, he, he rose to fame and glory, but he didn't forget where he came from. Um, essentially now with a starting mixer. with the opening yeah 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 <laughs> I'm, we're, I'm gonna get on his design in a minute but <laughs> starting with starting with the beginning of the episode um in the american dub the gundam for iraq is called desert gundam but do you guys know what it was called in the japanese dub Something i do not horrible, actually i bet well, it was it... called the scud gundam God. scud now, like the for missile? those who don't know, the <laughs> missile. The missile that the Russians sold the Iraqis for the Gulf War. Which, by the way, how quick that America beat Iraq for the um, the Gundam fight is a reference to the Gulf War. Jesus Holy Christ. shit. <laughs> That's metal as fuck. Holy crap. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um... And also the the um, the news station was so celebratory. They're like, "This was our avowed enemy," and I'm like, "Jesus Christ, this is before this is before 9/11, you know?" And they're mm-hmm. still saying stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, That's probably why they had to change a lot of stuff. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Jumping around though, because like I, I have little spark notes that just caught my attention. Uh, Domon has absolutely no class for boxing. No. Just that motherfucker. Just straight that motherfucker disrespect. Saw an opening immediately and just dead ass fucking <laughs> molly whopped the shit out of him. <laughs> oh. But can we talk? Can we also talk about he overextended because he took a kidney shot and almost died. Yeah. <laughs> That's just yeah, that nearly <laughs> fucked him up. Old- that's the power of good old motherfucking Jibity. See, that's what I'm talking about. Everybody who's a Gundam fighter in this is like <laughs> literally got superhuman powers. These guys are no joke. Absolutely. Oh, and he was he was so mad that Domo interrupted that fight too. Ah, he made me look like a fool. I'll get him. I'll get you, Neo Japanese fighter. <laughs> and then you got. Then you got the FBI over here, like, let me take him out. And he's like, no, this is between us. Don't yeah, meddle no in my listens. affairs. That's what he keeps saying in the uh, in the English dub. Oh, they're meddling in my affairs. 
Um, another funny thing I thought going jumping around was uh, when he's given his backstory and the the um, you know on the seat, on the roof talking to his his uh, his, his lackeys. His, yeah, his harem. Let's be real. Um, you know, such a such an epic, epic backstory. So you know, so heartwarming. So you know, relatable. So so this, and then like, then he like throws a punch and shatters all those neon lights. And my first thought was like, bro, those aren't cheap. <laughs> <laughs> my first thought when I saw that bit was, uh, oh look, workplace hazards. <laughs> yeah, right. Like those shards are everywhere. That's. That's that's a oh god what's what's the what's the chemical in neon lights like that stuff's not good for you and he just just everywhere and they're like wow so good yeah, <laughs> you so know because like... he's, he's, he's the boy that can do no it. wrong <laughs> <laughs> um I feel but like yeah Neo so Osho would be a notepad <laughs> Neo Osho would be a notepad. <laughs> <laughs> They're their own nation um, because everyone hates them. That's fucking great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, like you know, jokes aside, like it was, you know, it was still such a, you know, such a fun episode to watch. Um, and I don't, God, what, what's his name, Kevin? I forget his name for some reason. Hmm. The what, Jimmy Crockett. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, you know, he's just so he's he's essentially the American inspiration and like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's like, it's, it's such a fun thing to watch him on screen and, you know, go with his fights and his Gundam, his Gundam looks stupid. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right now. I, I you're going to fucking tell me wanna... you don't like Gundam Max's design. You piece of shit. He, he, he looked, he looked dumb. He, he looked dumb. Gundam um, Max you know... is my absolute favorite. He's the American dream personified. I didn't even know was, that was his fucking was, name. Holy shit. It was so, it was so American because he's got the football helmet. He's got the boxing gloves. And it's just. You're forgetting the removable boxing pads that are, or the fo- the football pads that he wears that can be used to make upgraded boxing gloves, and it, and it exposes his Gundam's bare chest. Oh yeah, that's right. The the, the, the bare chest of the Gundam. Oh my god, that was <laughs> it's such a got, it's such a silly design. You gotta show oh, him that so you're ready. Good. You gotta get in there. Um, I, I, I love his character though. Like genuinely, I do love his character though. Like he was, you know, he was at that stadium ready and he's like, what, where is that Neo Japanese fighter? I know he wasn't scared. And then they find out that they were duped and all oh, he was pissed. I can't believe they murked those dudes. They straight up killed him. There was, there was no escaping. Oh, of those thank explosions. God somebody else said something. I wasn't expecting that at all. I watched that and I was like, Oh, Oh, they're not, they're dead. There's no cockpit eject or nothing. They're yeah, gone. That, yeah, no, there was no coming back from that. Homie got cut in half from head to toe. The cockpit was right there. He don't. He he wasn't out. <laughs> that motherfucker was um, in there. He was gone. No, uh, but Gundam Master Gundam Master has a really cool. I love I love the boxing gloves. It's just his design overall was just really goofy. It's insane. Um, Honestly, but I, I felt... wish I had a figure of that motherfucker. I want to I want to slap that that shit <laughs> on him all the time. I also felt like they kind of gypped him because, you know, he's, you know, his, his whole design is like, he's boxing, he's got his fists and Shining Gundam is just blocking him with his hand. And like, you don't even see Domon putting in the same amount of struggle that Maxter is putting in. Mm-hmm. And that, that, I mean, like, I get it, you know, Domon's main guy, 
you know. But it just it, it felt to me like it took away a little bit of the importance of Maxter at that time. That and then of that, course the fact that they blew his arm off. So I can I can definitely see where you're coming from. I totally get it. But I think that's kind of one of my favorite bits about that whole thing, is that clearly Jibbity has uh, obvious strength. Like, he grazes Domon, and Domon almost gets taken out immediately, like, sometime after that fight. Um, we already know that the guy, the pilot for Nero's Gundam, uh, some, his last name is Chariot, I remember that much. Um, mm-hmm. He has some special ability with his, with his kicks. So, mm-hmm. getting to see, like, Domon, not only, like, first he takes out, like, the jobber, which is impressive. Because, like, mm-hmm. the jobber in this was already, like, some guy with, super, with a super ability. Then we go up against Jibbity, and yeah, like you said, Domon looks like he's barely breaking a sweat during the Gundam match, and Jibbity's all all fi- all figured out already. It's interesting to see that this is their power dynamic at first, and because of the way how the fight goes, Jibbity declares that he's gonna help. He's gonna make himself even better as a fighter. I, just from the series and show alone, and. You know, go, not going into too heavy of spoilers, but because of the fact that, you know, Jibbity later on is like a, a, one of the staples, um, it's cool to see that Jibbity it doesn't just give up immediately. Like he gets his, he gets his ass whooped, and then he gets his uh, his uh, comeuppance when, uh, well, not his comeuppance, he gets an, uh, another f- uh, re- renewal of faith into his dream, because the people around him still believe in him and want him to keep going. Yeah, no, that was that was a neat little part too. Is just the fact that you know everyone was still rooting for him and stuff. And to tack on to that, um, the contrast between the first two episodes, um, the second episode was very, very heavily focused on dreams. He kept talking about how it was his dream to do this. It was his dream to get there. He worked his ass off to get there. Everyone supported that, and everyone had their own dream, and they saw their dreams coming true through him. And it was, um, you could see it as a form of escapism from the hellscape that they live in, or you can see it as a way of dry, uh, of reaching out and finding a piece of hope through him. As opposed to Italy, where not a single one of them had a dream left. They just wanted to survive to the next day. They were, they were surviving through theft and, 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 and murder in some cases that they weren't even telling you about. And doing all kinds of heinous shit because they knew that the second the Gundams dropped, it was over. And to be yeah. fair with that, with that, yeah. with that same connection, you know, like their their um, their fighter wasn't exactly like you know the people of the the, the people's like eye candy, not like Jibbity. Yeah. Uh, the, the guy. Oh, no, he, was, he, was a mo- already, he was a former mafia dude. Yeah, a, a mob boss, and was just already a heinous piece of shit. He didn't give a and fuck about the city. And he just made the, the place city. worse. Yeah, so of course they would lose all faith into what was going on. They just assumed that the Gundam fight was just going to be another another bad day, much worse than the last. Mm-hmm. Or again, like that contrast with yeah, Jibbity, the yeah. moment everyone hears him showing up, it's like, yo, the champ is here. And everyone loses their I'm not going to lie, if I was... I'm not going to lie, if I was in G Gundam, I'd probably do the same thing. I'd be like, yeah, let's go! You know, like, <laughs> and why wouldn't you? I mean, the champ is here. Absolutely. Um, now, so fun, funny thing with the Japanese dub is uh, he had absolutely broken English the entire episode. 
like every so often he would yeah i was and he even did and I, you know I, the jojo anime came out years after but he did the the oh my god part in when he was like getting pushed back in the fight on the like, Oh well, now I gotta watch that because that's that's you know me. I love me my broken English. So the part with me and the broken English because I I didn't get any. It's been a busy week for me, so I only got to watch the sub version. And whenever the Neo Japan part would come up, he never once said Neo Japan. He just consistently he would say said Japanese. the Japanese. <laughs> Darn the <That's>, Japanese! Fuck <laughs> the Japanese! <laughs> Um, that's so fucking solid. So, that's good. <laughs> rolling, rolling into episode three. Um, oh, I'm gonna say yeah, it right now, my boy. Uh, Dragon Gundam. Dragon Gundam's my favorite Gundam of G Gundam. Uh, I love his design. I love the way he fights. Um, just great. Sai Sai Chi. This little fucking asshole. Don't Is you dare hit on my name? boy. Yeah, Sai Sai Shi. Yeah, Sai Sai Shi. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. This The second time through it was not any better. The third episode did not strike any chords with me. And the, the Gundam is cool. The Gundam match is cool. I don't give Everything shit about the rest kinda... of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so the buildup of it was extremely weird, right? And, mm-hmm. it's, and my, you know... The explanation of, so what happens in the episode is that at the beginning, you see the, the Dragon Gundam. Great fucking name. Good, great mm-hmm. Gundam. Um, you see him crashing down, and all of a sudden, like, just bandits just start attacking all these people, and, like, the Gundam's like, oh, yeah, I'm a bad guy. And you're like, oh, man, is this pilot an asshole? And then you find out later on in the episode that the kid that Domon finds is Sai Sai Shi, and, you know, he just was trying to get his Gundam back. But my question is, like, how did we get separated from the first place? Like, you don't... You, 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 when, you, when he explains that he got separated, all you just see him in is lying on the ground. Like, did he just fall from space? Is that his special ability is surviving orbit drops like Master Chief? <laughs> no, like, <laughs> no. So... Because his, his, his core lander had to be... His core lander still had to be in the Gundam to be used, mm-hmm. so he didn't ride that. But yeah, you don't no. see a crash shuttle anywhere. No. Maybe I they assumed... just kind of. Yeah, go ahead. I assumed because the way they made it sound like they said that they stumbled upon it and they got it under his ne- under his nose or some shit like that. I assumed. The little fucker landed with it, but went somewhere, or he separated from it, and they just they just found it. Cause... Well, no, it, he explains in the episode though that he landed away from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it, it sounds to me like that was supposed to be some form of cover because he's like fucking twelve, and <laughs> I I I don't I don't believe that these bandits just found the Gundam. I feel like something something happened, negligence or some shit. But again, like I said, I I don't I, I don't know what it is about this episode. It's just not a single part of it, not a single part of it grabbed me until until the guns came in. It kind of happens. I mean, they try to no. get this weird. 
this weird little subplot for the whole bandits attacking. And I'm gonna I wanna point out on I wanna make a point on that. How come and this might sound ignorant, but because it you know, the anime was made in the nineties. Mm-hmm. How come they all how come every single Chinese person in that episode dressed like they were from the Three Kingdoms era? I assumed that that whole area was designed like that and they didn't think twice about it. Like, you got the people dressed in the robes. In the, even the bandits. The bandits were in, like, leather armor. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, that ain't gonna stop a bullet. Like, Let alone space shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they had these really cool, like, flamethrower pistols. I was like, okay, I want one of those, but... <laughs> and I think the, I think um, one of the parts that took me out of it was so we haven't mentioned it with uh, episode two onward. Uh, think up into a point I can't remember. Um, the announcer eff- effectively of the Gundam battle oh, yeah, comes out, character. explains what the Gundam battle is about how uh, it started and how it, how it how it works, and then gives a small little premonition as they used to do, of the story of the episode. So it's like, oh, um, here's the story of the Gundam battle and why, how it started and why. And, oh, our main character, he's, he's going to have a, a, a strange encounter with the dragon with the dragon Gundam, but we're not going to tell you who the pilot is. That's for you to find out. And it's because it's supposed to be the whole reveal. And then it goes to pillaging and burning the place down and women and children running around and it's like okay we're back to the weird dystopian stuff and then it's main character it's doshin and child travel adventures Uh, which was the least interesting part about it to me in all honesty that's a fair that's a fair take it's very very weird tonally for me it's very very weird um with how they they set that up and the motivation to get to the pilot isn't even that strong it's it's oh we're we're, we're gonna harm this woman if you don't if you don't do it and it's like fucking fine and then, and they, then everyone could tell that they weren't gonna go through with it anyway yeah like even rain wasn't even concerned she's like can you let go now and they immediately let her go like yeah it's like did you have to do that really um no, I, I feel it. The, the third episode, as much as I love Dragon Gundam, the third episode was kind of weak compared to the strong parallels episode one and two had. Yeah. Um, and that goes on to a point that I want to make is I absolutely forgot how quick they introduced the core cast. I mean, yeah, minor yeah, spoilers, do. but episode four and five introduces France and Russia's main characters. And I'm just like, I, I did not remember them being introduced so fast. I thought there were episodes in between, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, but another thing I want to go back on, because I forgot to talk about it, is go when I when I mentioned how Domon's suit looked like it hurt him to, like, put on, I love how uh, the American fighter just had his underneath his normal clothes. He just, like, whoosh, and then he was wearing it, you know? <laughs> and then and then Sai Shishi, he's just sitting there in his in his cockpit and it just goes on. He doesn't even look like he's struggling. He's just like, Yep, that's me. I'm a Gundam pilot. Whereas that's because Sai Sai she's super <coughs> strong, dude. 
<laughs> Which makes me wonder, like, did the did the bandit have to wear that? Because they moved the Gundam. <clears throat> oh yeah, totally. Um, that's that's probably why. If you think about it, that's probably why the Gundam wasn't moving as uh, as effectively and eloquently as as it did for Saisaishi. Uh, that could be true, yeah. Because with how much you have to, with how much you have to endure with the mobile tray system, if you're not accustomed to it, it's going to take a lot out of you. So you're probably just going to be stiff as a bore, like it was during the uh, the opening scenes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Saishi, she, as much as he was a little ass, though, he was a great fighter. I loved, I loved his little like almost illusionary like moves, and then how um, he can control the little dragon ponytail on its own. Um, and they basically came to a draw. Yes. The, um, again, the the fight was like the coolest part and absolutely. the most interesting part because up in even um, even someone like me with my limited Gundam knowledge, they're mechs. They're designed a certain way. They function a certain way. And even when you go into these first two episodes, they even show you all the ones currently. So much of it can move, and then you see the Dragon Gundam, and almost every part of it is functional mm -hmm. in some way. That is the most interesting part. And there's so much going on with it too. Like he could extend his arms like super far and like shoot fire out of it, and you know do this and do that. And mm -hmm. it's just it doesn't make sense functionally. Mm -hmm. But we ain't here for that. <laughs> no sir. Um, I'm, one thing I, I, I'm one a, thing I gotta. I'm gonna tell it to you like I did the first time. I'm here for a good time, and that's it. <laughs> um, one thing I thought was hilarious is when uh, the the bandits tried to ambush Saishi, Sai Saishi, and Domon. Which, by the way, I would absolutely want to eat something that Sai Saishi cooks. That looks that looked so good. Mm -hmm. It really. I don't did. know what it was. Oh no, yeah, no, it really did. Anime food always looks so good. Um, how the hell does Domo not have a, a lock on his core lander? When he knocked that bandit off the second floor and he and he hit it, the door pops open. He drives off with it. Like, are you kidding me? Oh, shit. He's got like a he's got a one track mind in the worst sense. I don't I don't <laughs> think I don't think anything goes through that man's head other than yeah. Have you seen this guy? No. Okay. Fuck you. <laughs> Also, how could Domo's always disrespecting things around him with where he hides his Gundam? Like I forgot to talk about it, but he he hid his Gundam in the Statue of Liberty and then blew it up when the fight uh, started. Uh, in the remains of the Statue of Liberty. Thank you very much. Whatever. <laughs> that shit was already exploded. Yeah, it was. It was super what, gone. What are they? What are they gonna do? What are they gonna do if I explode it again? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what, are you going to get mad at me? Shit. It was already exploded. <laughs> um, God. Yeah, I, so forgot to, I forgot to mention that. The reveals of the Gundam every single time gets better and better. But I don't think it ever tops busting out of the uh, the old Statue of Liberty for me. That shit was solid. Second, second favorite is uh, busting out of the Coliseum when it was very clear that it was halfway out of it already. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part. Um, um, just just want to tail off you guys real quick with episode three. Um, 
I, I agree with what you guys are saying. Like, it's definitely the low ball out of the three episodes that we got to watch. Um, in a sense, I really appreciate the uh, the all-of-a-sudden different take we had with these two characters. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I don't think it's ever done again during the, during the show. So it's nice I don't to think see it has this been. kind of stuff. And... Um, not only that, it's just it's just fundamentally just like the, the, okay. So I mean, every episode has its gimmick. Uh, this one being the uh, the two brothers on a trip gimmick was like it was like not used very well. It was not. I, I guess I should say it was just not as inspired as the other ones were so far. Mm-hmm. But the nice slow take on everything was kind of cool, and also like. Even though we were like all thinking like this kid's got to be the the Dragon Gundam's actual fucking driver, there's no way. Because all the bandits were doing was just kept using that sick dragon mech and flamethrowering everything in their way. Mm-hmm. So it it all it it was uh I I I'll, I'll go ahead and agree with you guys in saying that it's it's very much a different take compared to the last two episodes, and probably mm-hmm. not the strongest. But for it being uh the intro into Saisaishi as a character. And starting to develop him, I would say it's it's a it's got a it's got a strong start there. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, I can give it that because from what little I remember, I need to rewatch through the rest of the series. But from what little I remember, he starts getting a little more development past this episode. Yeah, I think they all nice. do because if I remember correctly, the Russian dude he was just an ass when he like even like an actual ass. Sai Sai Shi was just you know prankster kid. Mm-hmm. But they all end up getting much better character development later on mm-hmm. in the show. Um, yeah, I, you know, like I, I mean, I love I love Gundam in general. Um, there's not a lot of Gundam series I don't like. Uh, G Gundam is definitely one of the better ones in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely up there with like Iron Blooded Orphans. Um, you know, my personal favorite 08th MS team. I wish more people mm-hmm. would watch that one. Um, you know, Double Zero wasn't too bad. So, yeah, G Gundam. G Gundam is definitely, definitely a great one to watch. Mm-hmm. And I think it, def- for our generation, I think it definitely revitalized the series like they wanted it to be. I'd agree with that. Um, because it exploded after G Gundam came out. Oh yeah, it did. I had every Gundam toy. Um, <laughs> that being said, you know, the American dub had better Gundam names for a lot of them. Uh, Burning Gundam is much better than the Japanese dub. Um, you like Burning you know, got... Shining? Well, no, 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 no. So here's the thing: Shining Gundam was the name for both the Japanese and the English dub. Burning Gundam is his upgrade that comes in later. You want to know what the original Japanese dub was? Hmm. God Gundam. Gundam. Yeah, God Gundam. Oh, shit. It was God Gundam and the... It was God Gundam and Devil Gundam. And I feel like Burning Gundam and Dark Gundam were much better names. Okay, yeah. I completely, I completely forgot about that. Because Burning Gundam is just cool, like, because I think I can't remember the quote he used in the Japanese dub. I never, got, I haven't gotten that far yet. But the English dub, you got, you know, you got Burning Finger, Dan, Dan. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 
I, I, I'm assuming he, because like I said, I haven't gotten that far in the, the Japanese dub, but I imagine he goes, Godfinger, like, that's a little kind of weird gay. Like, <laughs> I don't know, but man. he seems like the Messiah to me. <laughs> I follow I think that that's man. Kinda, I think that's kind of the mini plot they're going with, especially what happens with the end of the series, but I, I just mm-hmm. personally like Burning Gundam better. Um... <laughs> Maybe maybe it's the fire motif. I'm not sure. I just I like the burning Gundam name. Um, well, uh, I guess if we're gonna mention names that we just prefer compared to the other ones, uh, I kind of wish that the uh, English dub stuck with the um, original name in the Japanese in the Japanese version for uh, Mexico Neo Mexico's fighter. Oh, you do love <laughs> do that you remember one. This one? I do. It's because it's fucking cool and it makes sense. <laughs> so in the English dub, because of its design and everything, it's called Spike Gundam, mm. which is you know generic, whatever, cool. Mexico's got a, uh, a Gundam mech. You know what it is in Japan? Motherfucking Tequila Gundam. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. That's what I thought it was. That's the fucking shit right there because that's that's one of our that's one of Mexico's biggest fucking things. So knowing that, it's like, oh, that makes fucking sense, and <laughs> I f- it looks cool. I feel like they, someone they changed it. They couldn't put it in there because you know they knew kids would end up watching it, and then they're like, "What's tequila, mommy?" You know, I don't think I would have ever asked that. I would have been like, you know, honestly, I I probably would have yelled "Tequila Gundam" out uh, out of out loud, and my mom would have came in and smacked me. Not knowing what the context was. It's not like you're saying Fox Gundam. I think that's Fox what would to me. <laughs> <laughs> I I there might be a Gundam named that for all I know. It might if there's be. a Gundam named Fox Gundam, I'll be, I'll be super happy. <laughs> there might be. A there's a shit ton of them. There are, there are hundreds Gundam. of Gundams. <clears throat> now, the, 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 the tone shift, you could definitely... You can definitely see it in the earlier episodes compared to, like, other Gundams. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, even the original Gundam, like, how many people died, like, on-screen death. You mm-hmm. know, in Iron Blood Orphans, people are dying. Like, in Iron Blood Orphans, you got child soldiers dying on the first episode. Like, and not dying peacefully. <laughs> <laughs> so, I could, definitely, I could definitely see where the original, like, complaint with the tone shift comes from Mm -hmm. but i think i think that still gives g gundam its charm because of the fact that it's not like a big out all-out war um you know like yes it's technically fighting for control of the colonies for four years but that's what we need here in america not not some election we need we we just need a big brawl whoever wins is president fuck it I mean, that's work. A... I'd, I'd back that. <laughs> <laughs> kidding me? Um, but yeah, no, I, I completely agree. The whole, because um, if you're if you're looking for it to tell you that it's that it's dystopian and very very uh, bleak, like the older ones and the, that came prior, where it's like, oh yeah, watch all these people die or oh they're suffering. I know this. I know the space drama is always going to be very popular the that the the early gundams had the later gundams had um 
Legend of the Legendary Heroes, Legend of the Galactic Heroes, all that stuff. I, I get the appeal of the space opera. But sometimes you just want to watch big robots fight. And there's no problem with that. Um, they they did a really good job in some in some areas with still conveying how bleak that future is, though. Because Earth is a hellscape. Like, the, oh, absolutely. Sure, not everyone's going to treat it that way, but that's kind of just how life works. Not everyone's going to see the bad and they're going to work with it. But when they show you fucking children stealing out of wallets and then getting beat by adults, yeah, that's... That's not a that's not a planet you want to be on. Yeah, you don't you don't have to say, "Hey, this is bad" when you can see it's bad. Yeah. Um and I that's why, you know, I think that they did it very well. And it's like like you said, they don't have to tell us like, "Hey, kids are dying." Like I see that. You know, like um and I I, I love, you know, every Gundam series has its has its own message. You know, at following the original, you know, Gundam timeline, like Iron Blood Orphans is war. You know, child soldiers are bad. You know, Gundam fights are hey. You know, we can't solve everything just by fighting. Um, hell, Witch of Mercury or Witch from Mercury. Witch from Mercury has this whole, you know, whole thing of like, you know, government cover up and espionage and stuff. And it's just like every Gundam has their own ups and downs and. You know, their mm-hmm. own, like, little takes. So, I think, I honestly, for anyone who does watch this, I think if you haven't already seen it, which blows my mind if you're an anime fan that you haven't seen it, uh, I think G Gundam is an absolute watch. Um, solid 8 out of 10 for me. Uh, whatever rating system, 4 out of 5, 8 out of 10, uh, 3 out of 4, I don't fucking know. You know, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. You know, absolutely solid, solid pick for a mecha anime to start with. Especially if you want to have like little kids watch with you, because then it's not so graphic that you have to explain certain things. <clears throat> um, if you guys have any like last minute comments or takes on it before I spin the wheel for our next show. You wanna take Kev or you want me to go? Uh, I'll go ahead and go. Um, yeah, like uh, Ryan said, like this is a super fun show. It's uh, lighthearted enough to be able to get invested into into Gundam, to at least be interested into the, into the world and the universe. And it's separate from everything else, so you don't have to start with something else before you get into this one. You don't have to know about the Great Wars or about other characters. You get everything from the get-go, and f- right here... In like a in like a pretty little package, for you to sit back and enjoy. Uh, there's at least for me, it, you know, obviously start to finish is is just a fantastic run through. Um, so I would recommend anyone give this give this one a shot if they haven't seen it yet. If you have seen it already, see it again because you you don't remember everything, and you probably oh yeah, I, I didn't remember Jack. Let me tell you. <laughs> And that's where the surprise comes from. Like, you, you get to see new details, you get to pay attention to more things, and you get to appreciate more of the art form itself. Um, in a sense, that's one of my favorite bits about this, is I love... We didn't get to go into uh, character design as much, but the, the variety of visuals you get from every character, uh, the, 
the more cartoony aspect of that is super super refreshing compared to like the more diehard realism that uh that um the other Gundams are more well known for the, the mechanical design the uh the, the the war tactics and the the more I guess aggressive look that some people have in those shows mm-hmm. you, you get a lot more variety out of this one and I think that's just pure eye candy and it's great uh Dwayne do you yeah, have any, any final thoughts I was, yeah, I was gonna say, I, if eye candy is something that you want, G Gundam is actually really perfect for that. Not just with the Gundam fights, but a lot of the establishing shots are beautiful. A lot of the uh, the paint and artwork really, really helps out in contrast with the um, the way they're trying to tell this story. It will, as someone that that can handle slow stuff, it does get slow in some in some takes. But if we're going off just the first three episodes, the the first two are stellar episodes, and then the third one, though to my to my likings, is not the best. It still uh, starts paving the way to better stuff. So it's it's definitely something worth looking out for, especially if you're looking for mecha stuff. It's a good mm-hmm. starting one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a good starting one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, essentially the, the the first three episodes, just like the the name implies. Uh, the show definitely caught us. I mean, because, you know, you never... There are some animes where the first three episodes are slow, or just maybe not... Or, hell, the first episode might not catch you or might not have a good hook, but then you watch the second episode. So, yeah, Gundam... G Gundam definitely had a very solid first three episodes. Um, so, with that, I'm going to pull out my handy-dandy roulette wheel over here. Oh, did you actually make the one. wheel? Hell yeah, yes, you I made did. A wheel. Oh, okay. Could I could I have wheel? just Holy used shit. could I have just used an app? Sure. Oh, I gotta try not to get the screen to reflect. That's just gonna be weird screenception going on. Um, <laughs> although it's not gonna be as solid, but oh well. Um, so yeah, for the next one, I try to make it a bit of a variety. Um, I got Trigun Original. I guess I sh- I guess we could put Trigun Stampede instead if you guys want. I don't mind either way. Um, I was just trying to have like a classic, another mm-hmm. mecha because we got Witch from Mercury. I think Kevin would like that one a lot. I think um, so too. We, it's hard to see because I don't know why they had black as one of the colors for it, but you know they gave me a black marker with a black, you know, thing. But we got Blue Lock, which is that really like hardcore soccer anime going on right now. Okay. Because um, I, I don't watch sports anime, so I mean this would be the first for me. Um, we got Buddy Daddies, which is a hilarious comedy that, um, follows, you know, some stuff. So I think that would be good. And then To Your Eternity. So if you want to, you know, rip your goddamn heart out, we got that anime for you. So this wheel is still brand new, so it might not spin very well. Also, uh, sound warning because it's kind of loud. Oh, yeah, that is loud. That thing cropped. (laughs) I can spin it again if you guys don't want to do Trigun. I'm just saying. No. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I want to do Trigun. Never seen it. I've only seen bits and pieces of Stampede, so it works out. You've never never seen the original Trigun. Yeah. Oh. I'm not good at watching shows. (laughs) I mean, hey, you know, it's, you know, for me, I'm actually behind on a lot of my anime this season and technically last season so you know it 
it happens, but... So Trigun... Trigun is a series I think you're going to really get a kick out of, Kevin. And that's that's the point of this show, too, is, you know... I mean, obviously, the three of us all have seen G-Gunnam before. Kevin is the it's one who most recently rewatched it. And me and Dwayne rewatched it. And we, had, we forgot what happened in the first episode. So that's, mm-hmm. the, that's another point of the show, is to try aside from doing a review of what the first three episode catches us on, is to get us to watch some new stuff. You know, I don't do horror anime, so if Ju- if Junji Ito ever pops up on our roulette, I'm going to cry. <laughs> you might not, because from what I'm hearing, there's only one anime adaptation of his stuff that's actually worth watching, so you you, you might be okay there. I'm just I'm just making a, an example of horror anime, but no, I get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know. So, all right, and that that's pretty much the episode. Um, see you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>